that Sharon Upton Farley is a slap in the face to the both of us, and I say we're a couple of punks if we just sit down and take it. We gotta go in there tomorrow and tell them they mess with the wrong two black people. <laughs> we gotta go into that staff meeting tomorrow and tell them either they make us senior partners immediately, or we will be quitting the firm. Lift every voice up and sing, that's what I say. Joan, I'm serious. I am too. So we're walking. Out of there. A girlfriend's podcast, and I cannot stress enough, it is the official girlfriend's podcast. Uh, I'm Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. And today, if you haven't noticed from our intro, it is the episode Howdy Partner. Howdy Partner. Uh, It's about what you think it is. It's about something about being senior partner. What do you think about this episode, Etsy? I loved it. You loved it? Yeah, I was fucking with it. They kind of um zoomed in. William got more screen time instead of just being there, not doing a damn thing. You know, I like that his mm, character was actually... You know how I feel about William, but I ain't... Yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't really feel <laughs> William like that. But I like that his character actually made sense to be in the episode <laughs> this time. But yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it. <laughs> when it gets to the whole law thing and a work thing, I'm like, cool, whatever. Um, there was an interesting B story with uh, with Tony. Yeah, but that uh, uh, I like the drama filled ones uh, a little, and less William on on my uh, my dinner plate. But you know, to each his own. Yeah, it was a lot of William. It to was. each their own. Yeah, I don't. So, like, how was your Christmas, Etsy? Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. I got some cute gifts, some cute high-end gifts. Shout out to those people who got me my gifts. Oh yeah, shout out to them, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Christmas is always like, um, it's like Thanksgiving part two, isn't it? It's like the sequel. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like 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 the entree, you know, to the, the first course of the meal. Oh, okay. Thanksgiving's like the appetizer. Then this is the entree. Right. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, fi- I'm feeling it. I'm fucking with if it. If you want a dessert, you see them for New Year's too. That's dessert. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, shit. The same people. Yeah. <laughs> same niggas. <laughs> Mine was lit. We, you know, we had some, uh, we, you know, we did the presents thing. We did the Secret Santa. Oh. And um, yeah, tons of food. Tons of food and basketball. That's how we do it. And some football, too. We playing basketball. I'm from the South, so, like, that's, like, a big thing in the South. Like, if you don't like sports, we don't know where to put you. We don't know what to do with you. Mm. It's so different up here. <laughs> here in New York, we don't even fuck about that. I mean, yeah, basketball kind of big, right? Yeah, basketball, the Knicks, um, but nobody really cares about football here, which was a big, like, thing when I moved here. Anyway. <laughs> Can we talk about the show Harlem and um, Run the World for a little bit? Haven't seen, haven't seen either of them. You haven't seen any of them. I've been hearing good things about it though. About Harlem or Run the World? Harlem. I've been hearing good things about Harlem. Mm. Okay. So I want to check it out anyway because people. I keep seeing Black Twitter say it's good. No, I'll give it three episodes. Is it a whole season? 
It's a whole season on Amazon Prime. I'm going to give it three episodes. If it ain't popping after three, I'm done. (laughs) How long are the episodes? It's like 30 minutes. So you're going to get through that real quick. Okay. 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 I'll check back and we'll talk about it. I ain't even finished it yet. So do your thing. Well, I'll give it three episodes. Who knows if I'm going to go to four, depending on how good it is. I might not even make it as far as you at right now. So, um, but let's get into this episode. Uh, the original air date is one seven, 2003. Looks like it was a back to back from last, uh, the previous episode, take this poem and call me in the morning. So this one aired, um, on the seventh and the previous one aired on the sixth. I guess they wanted to catch up or something. But the writer is Tim Edwards. And uh, let me get into this cold open here. So some of the girls were at Joan's house. Joan, Maya, and Lynn. Lynn wants to show uh, raw footage of the uh, documentary that she shot. Well, she shot like a part of it. And she wants to see what they think. And Joan's like, okay, cool, cool. And Maya's kind of skeptical, but she watches anyway. So she starts the scene off by saying, uh, the point of this is to show that the condom is a vital weapon in the fight against HIV. But a lot of people still don't even know how to put one on. So we don't see what's on the screen, but we see Maya and Joan's reaction. And Maya looks super engaged with what's going on on the screen. She looks super interested. But Joan looks like she's trying to, uh, she's trying hard not to look. So it is actually a penis. It really is. Someone says it. I forgot who, but she couldn't use a banana. That's what I said. This is just like, Lynn is just so extra. (laughs) I'm sure she knows that she could have used a banana, but she's just like, I'm just going to get William because I have a penis lying around. (laughs) Ain't nobody on it, I guess. Well, I guess Monica's not. I don't know. But. Like, ain't Monica gonna have a problem with that? Nigga, you just gonna have your penis out? Well, he wasn't supposed to talk. That part wasn't supposed to be in the documentary. It was supposed to be like a thing that no one ever knew happened. Okay. So, they're looking at the screen and they're like, damn, that shit big as fuck. And Maya Maya says, shit, condom hell, that thing needs a cheap black garbage bag. (laughs) And Lynn gets upset because they're giggling like kids about the whole thing. Lynn's trying to tell them that this is supposed to be life-saving information. And Maya says, well, that thing can save my life anytime. <laughs> she wants old boy's number. Little does she know, she already has this guy's number. Because we find out, it's fucking William. It's fucking William. And cut! Now, Lynn, you're sure no one will know it's me? Relax, William. I'm a professional. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Lynn tries really hard to turn the TV off, but it's it's a wrap. They already know. Lynn should have watched the footage beforehand. She didn't know he was talking in the footage. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, writers, I guess. So we open up at the law firm. William is explaining to a boardroom full of white folks that there should be some fresh blood in the senior partner ranks. And, you know, they're trying to move things to the next level. They're trying to pick a senior partner. And I think this is his interview for senior partner, which I didn't know they did. I thought they just... We're like, well, this guy's been doing his thing for a while and they just promote you. Yeah. Mm, Okay. So he's proposing why they should make him senior partner. I've taken the liberty of drawing up some projections and I think you'll find, if you'll just take one and pass it down. Nice graphs. Got a new printer. (laughs) Oh, thank you, William. We've been thinking along the same lines. It's, uh... Good to see that we're on the same page, and you've definitely given us some food for thought. 
And he's making jokes about him making a corporate responsibility group, considering Enron, and no one's laughing. They all look confused. And William's trying to suggest that they um, that they don't pass off clients to other firms because they're losing money that way. So he's getting together their projections to show uh, how much money they've lost in the past uh, years and months and things like that. Mm-hmm. William's interview was an hour and 42 minutes. Mm, 42. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, maybe that's not a good thing. I think that's too long to have people sitting there like that trying to decide. I don't know. I feel like the longer, the worse. Once it passes a certain amount of time, right? Yeah. Once it's past a certain amount of time, you're just going too long. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take me that long anyway to figure out if I want you to be senior partner or not. Mm. You work with me every day. I see you. But Joan's really surprised. Hers was almost two hours. And Amaya says, baby, we're not including the hour and a half they had you waiting. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So she kind of feels bad about that. And Maya says that William's mom made the cookies. Dang. And she said he had charts, graphs and all that and a laser pointer during his interview. Mm-hmm. All them bells That's and whistles. Cool. I'm trying to think of what that would equate to today. Mm-hmm. Virtual reality, augmented reality, something. I don't know. Mm, we'll VR headsets or some <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but Maya's like, you know what? Well, Joan says she can't compete with all that. But Maya's like, girl, what you talking about? You got on that see-through blouse. You better work it. Oh. And I'm saying the same thing. How the fuck you got a see-through blouse on and you had an interview and you ain't use that? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, I would have been using that. A room full of dudes? And and William, William out here, he buying cookies and shit. Like, he's a fucking Girl Scout for these niggas. Or having his mama make the cookies. Bitch, you better do something. You want that job. That was probably Monica's idea or something. He probably teamed up with Monica to figure out his whole interview with the laser pointer and the, the graphs and all that anyway. That's what 100%. I feel like happened. Because that's just a lot to be doing for an interview. And William don't even seem like he has the the tact to even think of doing those things to sprinkle it on for razzle dazzle. Mm-hmm. Because when he was in that previous episode about like doing the party and all that stuff, all these ideas were given to him by Monica and he didn't seem to go, oh, yes, of course, I was going to do that. It always seemed like something that she would bring up and he'd be like, all right, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes be like, why do why would I want to play golf? Why would I want to have this party? And she would explain to him why he should do this stuff. So mm-hmm. it doesn't seem, you're right. It doesn't seem like these are his ideas. And so I don't know why they think this, but they think they're going to pick a person of color. But it's still going to most likely be a man. So you still have it harder. Mm-hmm. But she seems really discouraged. But she still tries the whole open up my blouse and see if I can uh, bring all the boys to the yard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Maya's trying to get her to stay positive because if if Joan gets a raise and a promotion, then Maya gets a raise. So this is this is a team effort. Mm-hmm. So she goes upstairs to show off uh, the blouse, and she also says she's going to put some ice on her nipples. Oh, which is really strange. I get what she's doing, but I don't know about all that. Yeah, you could have just left it the way it was. You know, just do all that. The nipples too. Damn, perky. She wants some perky. She wants them to see it. I don't know if they'll be able to see it through your bra, though, if you have a padded bra. Yeah, yeah. It seems like her bra has some type of structure to it, so I don't know if that's going to work, boo. Yeah. Mm. So at William's house, we see Tony. She's waiting there in the kitchen by herself, drinking some uh, 
champagne or wine or some shit. And Lynn gets there and she's like, what are you doing here? How did you get in? And Tony said she keeps a key to every house that she sells. Wow. Is that is that customary? Is that legal? Do you know of that? I don't think that's legal. But aren't they supposed to see? This is why I be telling niggas when you move in, change the motherfucking locks, change everything about yeah. that shit. But because the landlords do that too. Yeah, they do that too. But I think the landlord they're supposed to have the key. So if you do end up changing the locks, you got to give them a key or whatever. That's still scary. Scary as hell. Yeah, because these niggas be walking in when bitches is in the shower trying to catch a bitch. Yes. Yeah. That's or, why you know, when you're not. I mean, when you're in the shower, when even when you're not there, and you come home, you're like, "Does something move? Did I move?" Yeah, there? like the fuck. I got all my Did shit put- in here. Then the, the, a lot of these regulations need to be like, I don't know. You need to give people uh, uh, a notification that you're coming first, or something mm-hmm. that you will be in there. Something needs to change because that's that crazy. Yeah. I, we, I watch a lot of crime shows, so that, that really has perked my ears. Mm-hmm. So, I advise you, if you can, to get them locks, that's the, the ones that slide. You know you know those locks that slide. Not the ones that you need a key for, but they can only be locked from the inside, opened and locked from the inside. You know those locks that slide. Oh, like, a, um, like the chain. Yes, yes, but the slider ones. Well, the, yeah, the chain too. Yeah, the chain. You put it on and then you slide it to the side. Mm-hmm. And then you open it, you slide it, and then take it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Actually, that's a good alternative because you can't get in those unless you knock the door down. Right. And if you have to knock the door down, then then you obviously in there for nefarious reasons. Yeah, I hope you you the cops or something, chill. <laughs> yeah, you got to be the cops. Somebody got to be on fire or something because right. ain't no reason you knocking my door down and pushing it and breaking it. Anyway, what is um Tony's there? What is her problem? Todd wants her to take a uh, HIV test. And she's not happy about that. Mm-mm. She says she ain't fucked no nigga in two years. So why the fuck you asking me to take a HIV test? You think I'm some type of dirty bum bitch? <laughs> um, you could have fucked somebody three years ago and got it. That's what I said. But yeah. <laughs> she was saying a lot of stuff in the scene where I'm like, oh. And, and the other scene with Maya, too. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the early 2000s. That's that's the rhetoric. I feel like part of it was them writing this character this way so that you could educate the audience. Yes. But I'm just like, oh, Tony, Tony, stop. But <laughs> Lynn's like, well, isn't isn't Todd going to have a test, too? And she's like, yeah, but we're not talking about him. We're talking about me. Mm-hmm. And he must think I got cooties. That's what HIV is to you, cooties. <laughs> yeah, child. Like, we wish it was just the cooties. Because <laughs> that's not real. They wish it was the cooties. Um, and Lynn's like, what's the big deal? I get one every six months. Yeah, but you need to. You're a hoe. Oh, what? This is what I'm talking about. This woman <laughs> is a lot. Y'all's favorite character. Yeah, I'm talking to you, listener. Your favorite character talks like this. And by the way, she's wearing a mesh top as well, I think, in this in this scene. Did you notice that? Yeah. I love the way Tony and Maya was looking in this episode. Yes, ma'am. Maya with that ponytail, with the um with the shoulders showing. It didn't stand out to me. No. Not that she didn't look good. It's just whenever I see something um style-wise and I mention it in the notes, it's something that caught my attention. I guess it didn't catch my attention because I can't I don't remember. I don't mm. remember it. Mm. but yeah i'm sure she looked great they always look great all of them so (laughs) 
And Lynn's like, I'm not a whore. I'm sexually liberated. But I'm slightly reformed due to this whole celibacy thing. Remember, guys, she's trying to be celibate for this guy she's dating, which <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last. But right. Good luck. It's really it's really put, doing a number on uh, on Lynn because she's getting turned on by Tony's uh, <laughs> cleavage. She tells her to button up her blouse a little bit <laughs> and move away. Um, oh, my God. I have. Oh, my God. In this part, when she says this. I mean, if I had something, I wouldn't look this healthy and fabulous. <laughs> Mm. Axe Magic Johnson. Right? And you know what? This was a thing people used to say, though, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. They think that, like, you getting super skinny and your face looking gaunt is a sign of um, illness, which it can be, but not always. You can look completely healthy and have stuff. I mean, that's kind of how people are with uh, coronavirus. I mean, obviously, it's not to that <laughs> to that extent, but... You see people be like, I feel great. How can I have coronavirus? I feel great. Like, and also uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, some people have fast metabolism or they just don't be eating. Like that don't mean, yeah, <laughs> or they course. can be yeah, vegan. Yeah. Well, you can't just sit at home and be vegan. You got to walk, you got to walk, you got to go out and do something. You can't just, <laughs> not everybody work like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's so weird looking back at like early 2000s tv and hear some of the stuff you just if you said it today on tv it would be it would appear so tone deaf mm-hmm. uh, and uninformed but lynn says look if you if you have hiv and i'm sure you don't you need to find out so you don't pass it on to someone you care about like todd and secondly you don't have to die especially if they detect it before you develop symptoms i mean there's drugs now and tony cuts lynn off by saying if I'm going to die, I'm going to die ignorant and happy. And literally the first thing I thought was, and possibly kill your partner along with you. Right. That's some terroristic shit, for real. Do you remember that thing that was on the news where this nigga went around giving bitches, like, SCDs, knowing that he had SCDs? Oh, I'm sure that happened in real life, because they did an SVU episode about that. Mm. The guy was doing that because some girl gave it to him without telling him. So then he went and did it to other people. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> and people are probably doing that with coronavirus, too. You know, people be like, I know I came up positive, but I'm still going to this restaurant. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to quarantine for 14 days. I want to miss this hot event. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And Lynn tells her, you need to find out for sure so you don't pass it on to someone you care about, like I just said. And... She also mentions that, especially if they detect it, because mm-hmm. there's drugs now. You know, I used to work in a pharmacy, and those, if you don't have good insurance, those drugs are, whew. They are pricey. Some of them are thousands. Mm-hmm. That's how good the drugs are. They up the price that much. Yeah, but that's just capitalism, too. It like, is. there's no reason why. And that's the problem as well. It's like, you can get, let's say you, you take the test, you come up positive for HIV, Yes, there are drugs available, but can you get them all? Can you afford them? Will your, how much will your insurance pay for? That's another hill you got to climb. You know, there are drugs. Yeah, she is right. But being able to afford it is a problem for some people. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just the PSA segment of the, of the um, episode. But Tony looks up. She's kind of sad. And Lynn's like, people are living and shopping with the virus. And Tony's like, where, Lynn? At the hospital gift shop? 
That was actually funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be dark. Oh, that was kind of funny. I, I would keep it a buck. That was that was uh... that shit had me giggling. <laughs> but uh, it moves on to the next scene, and we're in the boardroom. I guess it's the announcement of senior partner. Mm-hmm. It's their big announcement. And William's there first, thinking that, you know, that'll give him some kind of, like... Something. Upper upper leg, upper foot, upper hand, upper hand. Upper hand. hand. <laughs> and um, Joan and Maya get there after him. Joan and William are battling each other. They're roasting each other because they think one of them is going to be senior partner. He's just so excited to hear them announce me as the new senior partner. <laughs> Enjoy your delusions while you can, because in a few minutes' time, I'll be the new senior partner moving up to the 28th floor and your boss. Yeah, well, don't pack your boxes yet. Mm. <laughs> oh, Joan, your inexperience is showing. True movers and shakers don't do the actual moving themselves. I don't know why they thought that. Are they the only two people in the firm that are able to be senior partner or like? They're the only two black people. And didn't that nigga say some shit like, oh, we want to do something different or something like that? I, I remember them saying that, but I didn't know they meant racially. I know they say it in this scene, but I don't know if they had mentioned it up until this point. Yeah. We heard them actually say it. Mm. But Maya tries to jump in to, like, be the moderator for this banter. But she's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep my mouth shut until I see who uh, how this all plays out. Mm-hmm. And William's like, Maya's a savvy political player. One of the many things she learned from me. And Joan says, yeah, that and how to put on a condom. Oh. <laughs> and William doesn't know what they're talking about. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, Yuck. my God. Y'all both saw his junk and he don't know. So yes. the meeting starts. Sweetelson's going into this long speech about the selection process. We've chosen someone who is not only a talented and tenacious litigator, but who is a very good manager of people. (laughs) Additionally, through the selection today, I think we're making the important statement that this law firm cherishes diversity. (laughs) He kind of makes it vague, though, like, and they also he also does say uh, we we value diversity. (laughs) <laughs> but we see this a lot in TV, right? Like, they, like, build it up to try to make it obvious that they're going to choose one of our main characters. Like, yes. they oversell it so yes. they can bring us down, right? I've seen this years ago, but I think even at that point, I knew it wasn't going to be one of them. Because they were just building it up too much. <laughs> so they introduce them to the new senior partner. And they each kind of get up thinking it's going to be them. And who is it? What's her name on the show? <sighs> I don't remember her name, but she's an old light-skinned girl they be having in every show. She played a bougie girl in every show. Every show? I would say damn near every show. She was in the Parkers. She was in... Was um, she? Yeah! I ain't, you know, I don't mess with the Parkers like that. You know, it's a little, a little, little goofy. <laughs> um, but I know her from uh, In the Heat of the Night. Well, yeah, That's that, where I know her from. But, that, yeah. I, I don't think I ever seen her anything except for the heat of the, In the Heat of the Night and this. You lying. No, I am not lying. She has a really long guest star resume. Like, oh yeah, I seen her resume. I went and you know. By the way, we're talking about Amory Johnson. Um, like I said, I'm sure Friend she's been in a lot of things. Friend of the show. <laughs> I respect your career. It's just what your projects were never really came across my radar, except when I used to watch In the Heat of the Night with my parents and my grandma. Mm. So, you know, no shade to you. It's just it didn't hit my TV, but. 
her character on this show is uh, Sharon Upton Farley. And they bring her through the door and it, yeah, it's a black woman. It what just type ain't. of name is that? Upton Farley? I mean, it seems, it seems very um, uppity black. Yeah. One of those new blacks. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, you know, one of them rich blacks. I can believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a minority, but it just ain't William or Joan. Mm-hmm. And they are very upset. But she introduces herself to William and Joan. And what's really funny, it's actually not funny, but Swedelson says to William and Joan, Tell the truth, I'm not sure the firm would have made such an effort to seek out a minority partner if it hadn't been for Clayton and Dent here enlightening us. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So they're admitting that they would have never looked for a minority if those two didn't work there. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The two that they hired are the ones that convinced them. Not because it's it's 2003 and it's time that we stop being so racist. Not That's not going to convince them. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they put that, they, they put that line in there. Mm-hmm. I can't. Are we made to believe that Swedelson is racist and that's okay and no one's going to address it? I think we are made to believe that Swedelson reflects a lot of the upper echelon men in white America, in corporate America. And I think that's exactly how they think. Everything he has said so far. Because they don't, they don't hang on that line or... He- they don't make him explain that line. It's a move on line. He's always played as a joke. Because what I always see when they talk about Swedelson, it's always jokes. The audience is always laughing. There's never him taking any accountability for any of this stuff. And I don't know what the writers are trying to make us feel about this guy. Mm-hmm. I always get confused by that. And I've seen a few people on Twitter say that Swedelson's funny, but I, I don't see it. Maybe I'm being sensitive because of the times, but mm-hmm. there's nothing funny about the character. I don't I don't know why he gets the laughs he does, but Mm-mm. whatevs. Not at all. But Joan and William look super uncomfortable with the whole situation. They're upset and they have to put on a, a smiley face for Sharon at this moment. So that's when it hard cuts to them at Blue Bar, Joan and William. And they are drinking their sorrows away and mispronouncing Sharon's name. How about Sharon Upton farted? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What about Sharon Uppity Farm Girl? <laughs> oh, wait, I got a better one. Sharon Upchuck Farther. <laughs> Sharon Upton T. Oh, these are your ideas? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sharon Upton farted is a win. I don't know if you can top that one. Sharon Upton farted. That was cute. Sharon Uptown Express. Mm. Yeah, I think the farted one is. is, is yeah, is you can't. It. I can't top farted. That's. <laughs> but yeah, when they're doing it in the scene, each name they name, it gets less funny and less funny. Mm. But they're drunk, so it's not going to be perfect. William says, "You know what? How am I going to face Monica? <laughs> what is she your mama?" No, because it's it's all her master plan. So he has to be able to face her like, yo, what the fuck did you do to fuck this up? Because we was doing all of this ass kissing, throwing all these motherfucking parties, invested mad bread for them to just not give it to y'all. You know what? That's what I'm talking about. Don't date people that you have arrangements with like that. He's afraid to go home to Monica like like he's a child and he got a bad report card and he can't take it to his dad because his dad's going to ground him or something. That's not <laughs> how a relationship works. That She's not your mom, okay? And if that's the case, you shouldn't be with her. That's sad, William. That's real sad. You're a grown-ass man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And William talks about how Sharon took his idea for the post-Enron era thing. And that makes William really upset. And Joan's not really listening. She's not as angry as William is. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Partially because she doesn't have a Monica in her air talking her air off about the shit. I think that... So you think that William's anger about this is fueled by not being able to impress Monica? Or did you really think that he wanted this like ever i think it's filled by not necessarily not being able to press monica even though that's um that's one of the things but i feel like when you have somebody in your ear like oh yeah you're gonna get you're gonna get this job you're gonna get this job you're definitely gonna get it and almost getting your hopes up it's like okay then when you don't get it you get extra upset i'm sure joe wanted senior partner too very much so but she didn't have, I don't know, Maya all up in her ear like, oh, you're going to get it. You're definitely going to get it. This is what we're planning to do. We're definitely going to get it. Yeah. And Maya did have more reason to do that because that's part of if she gets a raise, Maya gets a raise. So, mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. but Joan Jones, like, I don't want to think about what happened today. And William said it's all he can think about because he worked so hard for it. He did everything he could. Had the party at his house, did all the politicking. All the scheming. Mm-hmm. I had the right woman by my side. All the connections. It mm-hmm. was just a waste of time. Yeah. $20,000. <laughs> mm. You ain't lie. You ain't getting that back. But Joan's like, what about me though? I'm a, they chose a black woman and I'm a black woman. And she has a point. She does. But William has a plan on how to fix this shit. He's going to walk in there and give them an old tomato. And he's mm. going to say... I'll be quitting the firm unless you give me and Joan senior partner. <laughs> they got two chairs open? I don't partner? know. I don't even know how that would work. You know it ain't going to be both of them. I, I mean, I understand she's your friend and everything, but <laughs> you think they're going to appoint two black people to put on the desk? Two blacks? <laughs> they barely want to do the one. They barely want to do the one. <laughs> Remember he said it. They wasn't even going to consider a minority <sighs> partner. And so Denton Clayton worked there. So, mm-mm. so Joan, nah. William's gonna have to get it and then bring you on. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, like how Eminem got hot and he brought on all his friends for the D twelve. D twelve. It's gonna have to be like that. How Nelly brought, how Nelly got hot, and then Nelly brought the Saint Lunatics on like that. So, I wanna give a more successful example. Give me one. Give me one. How about, even though this is something different, because they didn't know each other, how about Young Money when he signed Drake and, and Nikki? How about nah, that? Nah, because they got to know each other. That's how, that's the point. That's the point. I, William I can't knows Joan. I named two of them. Nah. D12. Nah. D12 and St. Lunatics. It's not given. It's not given. Name a member of the St. Lunatics. Murphy Lee. Girl, get out of here. Where you been? What type of time you on? From Murphy Lee. <laughs> besides the ones i named i i will sit with this for us for a minute because i got a pop culture mind okay let's go to acting then what about tony braxton all our sisters okay now we talking because she put them in the videos and shit and then later on she had they had a reality show i mean it it was years though it took years for us to know who they really were though like you talking about two (laughs) different generations it fucking happened and she we didn't know their names, but we knew she had sisters, right? <laughs> it took time, but it happened. So, Ooh, yeah. Is now, this yeah. a low-key learning lesson for anybody who's trying to wait to get put on by, they, um, by niggas who they fuck with? 
Oh, I mean, don't don't wait to get put on. But if somebody got a for sure, sure thing going like Eminem had a sure, sure thing. Nelly, Nelly had a sure, sure thing. Then, okay, but you don't want to wait for your friends because you could be waiting forever (laughs) in some instances. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of like that. So he's trying to convince Joan that she needs to go in there with him and be like, bitch, give William or me this position or I'm done. And William's like, I'm serious. Tomorrow we're going in and we're doing this. And Joan agrees. She fucking says, yes, I'll be there with you tomorrow and I'm going to do this. But here's the thing. You're not supposed to have these conversations while you're drunk. You're not supposed to agree to these kind of conversations when you're drunk. That's like a big rule of mine. Even sober. That was just them talking shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they toast to it. Mm-hmm. And the next day, they're at the boardroom. And Sweetelson's divvying out the cases to everybody. It's some case mm. William was working on. But um, Sweetelson wants to give it to Sharon. And he wants William to get her up to speed on it. But William says, not going to do that, buddy. What I mean is that I won't do it. Not until a grievous wrong has been made right. Chuck, what's going on here? What's going on here, Mr. Goldberg, is that I should be sitting in that seat. I should be senior partner. And I'm not the only one here. Joan? Joan, like, nope. What you talking about? Joan, Joan been trying to get him to sit down since he started. <laughs> Joan act like she wasn't there when they had a conversation. She's like, what are you talking about? She was like, you was just talking shit. I still want my job. I thought she was playing around. Yeah. Shit. William William tells, well, Sweetelson tells William that he's out of line. And he goes, nah, bitch, you're out of line. Mm. He calls the selection process a mockery. I'm sorry, Sharon. No offense to you. I don't know you. But you've taken a job that rightfully belongs to us. And we've been here in the trenches. Putting in the hours, winning every case you put in front of us. And hell, that corporate responsibility group was my idea. Mm. And you done stole my ideas and shit? Shit. Fuck you, Sharon. And Swiddleson's mm-hmm. like, you know what, Dent? You need to apologize to Sharon. So William apologizes, right? Yeah, he says, I'm sorry that you took our jobs. I kind of felt William in this moment. I really did. Yeah, did you feel him? Same. I definitely did. Like, why y'all trying to play in our fucking face? And first off, where did they get her from? You got two minorities right here. Where did y'all pull her from? I don't know. I guess they have like like a a, a stack of minorities in there. In there. <laughs> you mean, uh, do they call it the minority report? <laughs> yeah, something I'm silly. like that. Where they can like pick a nigga. I don't know, chat. But <laughs> it's... <You> know <laughs> <what>? <laughs> hey, guys, let's go to our uh, pick a nigga file. I think we need to uh, yeah. call it minority. Um, Who we like. But yeah, it's really fucked up that they kind of went and found someone they never knew. Someone outside of the office to come in and be the senior partner. If they needed a minority, there was two sitting right there. Mm-hmm. So William, William won't shut up. Joan's trying to shut him up, but... He's actually very sad to hear that that Joan's not a part of the walkout. And William says, if you don't make Joan and I senior partners immediately, then we walk. Mm. And Swilson just sits there. First, he says, you know, I don't respond well to ultimatums, right? William says, all right, then I'll give you an extra 15 seconds to decide. And it is super quiet. They don't say a word. And William's like, all right, let's go, Joan. Joan said, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. William's all surprised. Nobody says anything. Actually, he tries to get Maya to leave, 
Maya looks and pretends she's looking at some documents. She's like, oh, <laughs> I got a kid. If you think Joan ain't leaving, Maya definitely not fucking leaving. Maya was like, you got the wrong one. So William leaves. And uh, I don't know where he's going to work, but that that's it for him. That's that on that. They said, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Because the real world is mm. out there. Amen. So the next scene, Maya walks into Joan's house. And guess who's there? already it's tony mm. tony's just hanging out there just like she was at william's house mm. Maya's like what the hell are you doing here and tony said she's had a key longer to that house than maya has which okay oh. i i believe you the reason tony's there i don't know why she's there we never figured this out but like why she had to do all this at joan's house but she's trying to donate a bunch of money before she gets her hiv test results tomorrow what was the reason what? for this um good karma oh karma yes 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 she's trying to and she's trying to convince maya she's a good person too okay she's thinking that if she gives money to all these charities that that'll make her test results come back negative more or Mm -hmm. better chance Mm -hmm. man 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 maya's like okay time out let's shut this down right now Yes, you're a good person. All right? Yeah, sure, you know. Sometimes you do get on my nerves and you can be a little little selfish, a little shallow. Sometimes vindictive and backstabbing. Well, you're an adulterous liar. So, I'll see you in hell too. Jesus Christ. Mm. She went for the throat. And then Tony decides she doesn't want to go. She's not going to get her results the next day. She says she's going to hell anyway. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, but that's in the afterlife. What what are you going to do? Walk around with HIV in the regular life? Right. Tony, Tony, Tony. Not not the group. <laughs> I really don't like her personality. She's one of those where it's like your favorite villain type of thing. You know? We love oh, to man. hate her. I guess I can see why people would like the villain. But Maya Maya realizes that Tony's getting real serious about this shit. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, girl. What are you serious on me here? You serious, huh? Listen, Tony, I know we, we've had our run-ins, okay, okay? But never once have I thought you were really an evil person. Oh, I'm just sitting here like, not even a little evil? No. Not even a little? You no. heard her. She said what she said. <laughs> but Tony says she's really scared. And she hasn't always uh, practiced safe sex. Oh. And she goes, <clears throat> let me, let me oh. say what she says here, because it kind of, it was jarring. She says... I'm telling you, Maya, getting the AIDS, it's going to be my punishment. Oh, she sounds like a Southern white woman. She said the AIDS. <laughs> she definitely did. The test is for HIV. Yes. To be fair, I know people to this day who still use it interchangeably. I know. It's no, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it sucks i mean i guess that's why you gotta have a character that says stuff like this so you can teach people the right things to say right right but she also says it's gonna be my punishment and it's it's weird to hear that because in the 80s they used to say that that was punishment like hiv and aids was punishment to gay people for being gay mm, it yes. was god bringing down punishment yes so it's like oh my god that's like from the 80s they pulled that up from the 80s mm-hmm. from the archive show Her. but maya's like no one deserves aids thank you maya and you're not a bad person 
she says, if you were such a bad person, then how come I love you? Aww. And I'm like, damn, look how far we've come. Oh, progress. Yeah. Remember, there was a time where these two you know. were at each other's throats. <laughs> it was a class thing. It was a class issue. Mm-hmm. So Sharon walks into the law firm to talk to Joan. Joan says, hi, Sharon. And Sharon goes, uh-uh. Ain't nobody told you to call me no Sharon. I'm a senior partner. You can call me Miss Farley. What? Don't they call Sweetelson Sweetelson? Well, Sweetelson's not his first name. Oh, shit. <laughs> his first name is Charles. All right, but... Okay, so but you want still, me to call you Farley? No, Miss Farley. Listen, I don't even know what this whole scene is about. Like, What it is, is she knows that Joan feels the same way, even though she ain't really want the smoke of leaving and quitting. But she knows that Joan feels the same way about William. And instead of coming to her and talking to her respectfully, she want to come on this power trip shit like, well, you need to call me Miss Farley and prove that you're good enough to be here. And Bitch, you've been here for five motherfucking minutes. I'm going to need you to sit down and shut the fuck up. But why does she need to do this power trip thing? Joan ain't out here making speeches. She Who cares need- if she feels the same way? She ain't out here making speeches about it. She's sitting at the desk quietly doing her work. She ain't making a fuss. Well, I think it's because Joan is the only other black woman, but go off. Oh, like she's like, okay, I see you in competition with me and you might, might be riding my coattails later, later. So I'm trying to nip this in the bud. Yep. Mm. Everybody that's your skin folk. Ain't yo kinfolk okay. <laughs> i love how in that chair you seem like a boss <laughs> you're like you're like hmm. y'all i got my new executive chair and it is i could fall asleep in this motherfucker it is so big and comfy i feel like um it's like you plotting i feel like that 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 bald-headed monkey from powerpuff girls that used to be in the chair Oh, I watch that shit. I was too grown for I was too grown for shit like that. Y'all, y'all know grade. who I'm talking about. Whatever that nigga name is, he used to be in that big ass shit, and then he'll he'll cross his hands like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's listeners that know. <laughs> it just ain't me. I ain't never seen one episode of Powerpuff Girls, but I know it. I know the imagery. Oh um, so yeah, she goes off on on Joan, trying to tell her you need to step up your game. A whole bunch of unnecessary ass shit. Prove yourself to me. Call me Miss Harley. Blah, blah, blah. Like, bitch, I ain't never seen none of these white boys talk to me crazy like this. And your black ass is coming That's in here. That's true. And you've been here for five minutes trying to have a power trip. Like, girl, if you don't move, like... Even Sweetelson don't talk to Joan like that. Nah, he be coming through with his racist ass jokes. But, like, on that power, power trip shit? Nah. And that's the boss boss, bitch. If you don't move, like, I hate whack-ass, goofy bitches like this. I was just going to say, like, women, black women, we need to support each other. All like, facts. y'all the only two black women in the, uh, besides Maya. Why not recognize that and be like, I'm an olive branch. Like, I'm a, I'm a person you can come to when you need something, when you're not feeling heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come off like that like say you can be in her corner for her and that mm-hmm. you recognize you know what she may be going through and on the opposite end of the spectrum if i was that bitch meg farley i would watch my farley. back harley davison upton farley upton farley yeah that hoe i would watch my <laughs> back because um 
Joan could be like your eyes and ears to whoever is outside of the upper level partner, senior partner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There's white niggas that might be plotting to um get your ass out, but now that you done made a motherfucking enemy, she yep. ain't gonna tell you. That's one pair of ears. That's one less pair of ears that you could be having in the firm. Yeah. Like you always need allies um in places corporate America, girl. Mm-hmm. You think you can rely on these white boys? Girl. Some of these black women do. They're like, well, they hired me, so they must be for me. No, you know? bitch. They, they ain't gonna say nothing about me. They, they hired told me. you to your face why they hired you because the two black niggas that they kept on seeing was like, huh, maybe we need some color. Oh, uh, maybe we need a woman. Oh, uh. yeah. Come on, Sharon. You don't see it? You don't see it, Sharon? She want to be on the power trip, girl. Good luck. So next, we're back at the blue bar. Jones waiting for William to arrive. He comes up the stairs. He looks terrible, by the way. That shirt, mm-hmm. oversized, ugly. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's the early 2000s calling. Super big. Or what that is. But he gets up the stairs and he's looking for Maya. Mm-hmm. And Joan says Maya's not coming. And the way that Joan got William to get there is she had Maya call William to arrange the meeting as if she was going to be there. Mm-hmm. So once William finds that out, he tries to dip. But she's like, no, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about what's going on. But Joan admits she didn't know that that he was serious about walking out. Yeah. Because if she had known that, she would have stopped him. Right. I would have convinced you out of that decision. Yeah. Because strength in numbers. Right? Plus, don't say no tea. But yeah, y'all, y'all didn't make partner, but y'all still making mad breads. And Joan knows that. So I would keep it yeah. cute. Yeah. William, where you finna work at? What you finna? Like, why would you quit? One job where you don't got nothing else set up. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, don't make these life decisions while you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Now you're just looking dumb. Mm. So Joan's trying to figure out how to undo the whole speech that William did that morning. But huh, nah, you ain't finna. The way he brought it to them people, them white people, you can't unring that bell. He really gave them an exit interview. Mm-hmm. So, But William doesn't even want to undo anything. He's totally fine with what he said to them. Mm-hmm. And... William's confused why Joan isn't just as upset. I'm not as mad as you are. Right? I had to accept that I don't deserve to be senior partner. I talked to Sharon. I, I mean, Miss Farley. And, and as much as I hate to admit it, she had a point. Is that the case? I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't know, I don't know why she, she she said that. I think she she deserves it. Yeah, I just don't know as much why, as William or whoever. Yeah, we've never seen anything to show that you don't deserve it. So I don't know why that was even mentioned. Mm, yeah, that was weird writing. But she said she talked to Sharon and everything. Um, she reiterates what uh, Sharon told her earlier that day. It's not enough just to do what's been put right in front of you. You got to work hard. You know, you got to put your best foot forward. So she's going to stay at the farm because she'll be damned if she gets passed over next time. Mm hmm. Okay. But William says good luck and he calms the fuck down. And Joan says you'll be fine. And we're going to miss you at work. Blah, blah, blah. And they get some drinks. And for the final scene, we're back at Blue Bar. It's Joan, Maya, and Len. They're talking about Tony's um, test. You don't got to whisper though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're talking about Tony's test. Tony's test. And they her results came back. And she is... 
Negative, bitch, gang, gang. We still gonna be fucking out in the streets. <laughs> she negative. Wait, she's still gonna be fucking out here in these streets with protection. What the fuck? With protection. That's what we mean. With protection. Well, I mean, if she's negative, she gets to to have sex with her boyfriend because that was the point of the test the whole time. Right, right, right. Hopefully, she ain't out in these streets. Right with Craig. No, Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. That short white nigga, yeah. Todd, Todd. <laughs> yeah, the short white nigga. Um, and because the results came back negative, Tony is living it up. She's dancing. She's doing every dance from the 80s and some from the 90s. And everybody's chanting, go, Tony. It's your birthday. Hey. Get busy. Go, Tony. It's your birthday. Get busy. Um, but I do love that Lynn says I'm happy for her uh, that her results came back negative, even though I had dibs on her Range Rover. Oh, I'm like, damn, y'all had no faith. <laughs> they thought this woman was about to die. Goddamn. And Maya says, well, you might get it because at the rate she's going, she might have a heart attack. But they're talking about she's talking about how hard she dancing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tony's getting it. And that's the end of the episode. Howdy, partner. Mm. it was all right Uh, i mean sharon sharon's all right she's not nice but the the storyline is all right yeah could have been a little juicier but i like it it went went by quick for me that's a good thing i like it did it yeah all right i feel like it did for me but it just wasn't as as interesting still maybe it was just a short episode or something but Mm -hmm. when it gets to law stuff and senior partner and all that stuff i couldn't care less about the law firm I want to hear about who y'all fucking, who got a new boyfriend, mm-hmm. who left who, who cheated on who. That's my. That's where I live. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying. But next up is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So Etsy, mm-hmm. what was your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment, it's kind of like, it's a oh hell yes, but I would have done it differently, was William walking out and saying fuck you niggas, but I wouldn't have said fuck you niggas in that way. I would have kept well, it cute. He didn't say it in that way either. What, what would you have done? Yeah, I would have, I, I mean, he kind of did in corporate lingo. He called him out, he given ultimatums, <laughs> like that's a fuck you niggas in the corporate world. But <laughs> Giving ultimatums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ultimatums. <laughs> I would have kept it cute. You would have let her looked for another job. Oh right, 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 right. You got to make sure you set up first, right? Yes, and then went to Swedelson. Like, well, you know, I'm very disappointed. I thought that, um, I think that I worked very hard at this firm. I put this firm first. I brought this, that, and the third. Excellent party. Yeah, the party, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I say I have another offer from another firm, and they're offering me this. Mm. Oh, you do the power play and you leave that the, on the table. What y'all about to do? And not make it an ultimatum, but like you know, they're offering me this, and I don't really feel appreciated at this firm, considering everything that I put into it. And you didn't give me the position. You went outside. You outsourced for the position where you had me and another person who was overqualified for that position that's what i would have did something like that but yeah 
If you came to me and you said, um, yeah, I don't feel appreciated and they're offering me this, other another firm is offering me this and I don't feel appreciated, yada, yada, I'd be like, well, if they're offering you more at the other firm, then I guess you'll have to come. Yeah, that way, that, <laughs> you got to be ready to leave. I'm not saying to like make a fake ultimatum. No, nah, like be ready to leave, my nigga. No, nah, but, but I'd be like, why did you tell me how much you're getting paid at this other firm? Like, I don't give a fuck. If you really want to go, go. You know no, what I mean? No, I do that at jobs all the time, though. Like... This is what the other firm is offering me. Do you want to make an offer or no? It happens all the time in corporate. I'm just feeling, I'm sure, but I'm just feeling like in this situation with Swedelson, he don't he's give a fuck? shown you that he really do not give a fuck. Because mm. he went over your head already and, and went and got Sharon. You telling him all this shit is just like, whatever. I mean, if I found Sharon, I could find another William. Can Pick he? a nigga list, right? Pick nigga list. Pick was it minority report whatever what is it? The, the 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 transfer portal whatever they call it if i can uh, lose you i can find me a sharon i can find me a william i can find me another joan yeah i can go down to what what's the local school the local black hbcu if i really need a minority yeah but william has done a lot at that firm i don't know if any of them niggas gonna do all Dude, that i'm extra sure shit. there's a there's an up-and-coming black lawyer who's ready to be a bulldog in the fucking firm and he'll take less money because he's new. I mean, you can say that about anything though. There's always going to be somebody coming behind you who'll take the less money because they're new. The point is, do you want to take the offer or no? That's what the ultimatum well, I'm is just saying, I'm just speaking on this, what I appear this situation is from what I've seen on this show. I don't know about any other job or any other situation, but this one, Swedelson looks like he does not care, especially when old boy tried to quit. Had his arms full, didn't say nothing. Well, he might even looked at his watch. He he pulled that. Because if he really cared niggas. about William, he would have did something at nah, that moment. He wouldn't. I think even if he cared or if he didn't, the way William went about it was a fuck you niggas. That whole scene. Nah. Yeah, he he did handle it bad. Yeah, that's yeah. It's worth a try though. It's worth a try to to at least try to be more professional, even if Swedelson is Swedelson. Yeah, and if he don't, then you got another offer bam all right yeah that's that on that so my oh hell yes moment is when sharon comes into joan's office and tried to punk her mm-hmm. and tell her, you know what if you really want to quit just go ahead and do it right now just go ahead and joan was like i'm not going anywhere I'm not going anywhere sharon that's right don't even don't even stutter don't even flinch just be like no i'm right here i'm working and to go a bit further my colleague and good friend just quit. If I wanted to quit, I would have quit. Girl, like, you better preach. Baby girl, I'm grown. <laughs> if I wanted to quit, I would have quit. <laughs> I would have been did it. I don't need some per- some person I never met before today <sighs> to try to convince me to fucking leave. Right, if my best friend ain't convinced me, then some stranger right, ain't finna convince some, me. <laughs> some some strange ass bitch that they got from the pick a nigga list ain't finna com- <laughs> convince me either, ho. The fuck? <laughs> So we have a few tweets about a previous episode with uh, Ellis when Ellis rated Joan a five and a half. Mm-hmm. Surprised we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I like that. So um, I, I like that too. <laughs> so I put out a, a, a gif of that and I put a, um, a comment about how uh, we discussed that. And some of you guys responded back. And I want to read some of them because they were quite interesting. All right, so uh, or, or Nano G said, 
Ellis is definitely bottom tier of all Joan's boyfriends, and this episode cemented it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are we gonna talk about how Ellis is um is bottom of the barrel? Are we gonna do that? We can talk about how he had the nerve to rate Joan a five and a half when he's like not even near the hottest guys that she has fucked with on the show. And wasn't there a tweet that said something like niggas do that shit on purpose? Like they'll try to rate. Oh yeah. So women. we got one from I swear this is the name. Easy squirt. Oh. <laughs> that says that was simply a ploy to humble her. He knew she was a 10. I never thought of that. Yes. Negging. Negging. I never thought that he was doing this. I really think he meant that she was a five and a half. Was he trying to play her? I think so. Cause nigga, are you I blind? never thought of that. Mm, he Maybe was he was. Neg. Maybe that's why he felt so comfortable to say that. It's because he was like, okay, let me bring her down a few notches. Mm-hmm. But who are you to bring her down a few notches? I don't know. Like, nigga, who the fuck are you? You ain't you ain't Morris Chestnut. Right. Mr. Dancing Lobster from the Amanda show, bitch. <laughs> like, come on now. But uh that's all the tweets I have. I had to go back to the to the vault for those because that was quite interesting. We'll be back next week, guys, with another episode. The episode is called Single Mama Drama. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know this episode though. I know this episode. It's it's a special guest. Oh, we got a special guest, so it's gonna be cool. It's gonna—I like this episode actually. It's, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. It's gonna be real cute. What? And I, I like the fact that you don't know these episodes like I do. I really love it. <laughs> it's a surprise. Hit us up on Twitter at Hell Yes Girl if you want to chat about girlfriends. Uh, if you guys have any memes or gifs that you want to tag us in, I want to create more gifs for um, Twitter. There's not a lot of girlfriends gifs. Really? That's surprising. If you guys have any gifs, um, pop them on our feed. Tag us. We'll add them to the mix. At Hell Yes Girl. And um, make sure you go on, rate, subscribe. Give us five stars. The other stars don't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and until then, until we talk about single mama drama next week, I am Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. And you guys be safe. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year, bitches!